you have reached the I'm Dealing With broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Thank you for taking the time to listen as we discuss many topics that men deal with on a daily basis. We're going to go through, deal with, and heal together. Stay tuned as we get right into the topic. Let's go. All right, I'm Sean, your host. Uh, welcome to another edition of IDW. I'm dealing with. We will be talking about some interesting topics, and a few of those topics. I'm just going to add a little bit of volume here uh, to my mic here because I just need to hear what's going on. Right, I need to hear what's going on. So, um, one of the topics that I know that we've been talking about plenty of times. We we've gone over you know just staying encouraged right staying encouraged because we all know it's very imperative very important that we stay encouraged in everything that we do because how can we encourage others if we don't even encourage ourselves you know we talked about you in the last episode about standing in the mirror and encouraging yourself because you have to do it you have to encourage yourself at all costs because there's somebody somewhere who's counting on you they see the countenance on your face they see how you interact with others they they see whether there's aggression they see whether there's things going on on the inside and it's very imperative that we stay encouraged okay so all right let's get right into this let's get right into this what were you talking about today is not being encouraged but how do you want to be encouraged how do you want to be encouraged um, when I look over my life um, in plenty of times um, I've seen um, where you have plenty of people who say that they're encouraging you but it seems like they um, they're encouraging you as long as you follow suit with what they say. You know what I mean? Um, they they're there for you to a point, but they're not there uh, with you through it all. Meaning that when you're going through some of the difficult times, let's just say you're going through a lost period of, um, you know, where you've actually lost somebody in your life, whether it's through a relationship, death, uh, loved one, whatever case may be. And you are dealing with that loss. You're dealing with that grief. You're dealing with grief of a loss. What happens is many times if people come around you and they're there to grieve with you, they're there to mourn with you and cry with you in that in the very beginning of the thing. But it's usually after they leave when the real life takes place. For instance, even at a funeral, you know, when you have you've lost, you know, a, somebody that's precious to you doesn't matter if they're family or not, but somebody who's precious to you and it hurts you and they're there for you. You know, some people fly in from out of town, they come from different cities and states and what have you, maybe even across another country and they come there to support you. And then um, they're there with you, maybe about a week, couple of days, whatever the case may be. But when the re when the, uh, the, uh, the you know, the ish hits the fan, y'all know what I'm talking about when when it becomes a real when it really becomes a real is after about the week after it's over after the funeral's over after the death certificates and stuff have been issued 
after, um, you know, you start seeing mail coming in, you know, stuff coming in the mail for the person that is no longer with you after, you know, things, you know, people begin to remind you of a certain person, the person that you lost and you deal with that and there's nobody to be found. How do you deal with that? Um, and it's imperative that if you are going through a loss or you're going through a grieving situation, you're going through a period of time where you need to be encouraged that you speak up and say, you know, I, I, I really need someone. I really need somebody to talk to. There is a gentleman, matter of fact, even today, uh, uh this guy, he, he's, his name is a uh, talking with the OC. Okay. Talking with OC. What's up, OC? What's up? Okay. Talking with the OC Claiborne. And one of the things that he uh, spoke about real quick is the reality of men needing men. You know, nobody can understand that men's thought process is like a man. It's one thing you talk to, you know, one of your female friends and things of that sort, but they do not understand a man's heart like another man, meaning where they are, where of uh, it, what they really, what they're really feeling deep down on the inside that maybe they haven't talked about. And it's very imperative that each one of us men are there for someone else. Because, you know, some of us are on the mountaintop, right? Some of us are going through, you know, we've been through the valley, you know, you're climbing up that mountain and you're starting to see that ladder of success, whatever that success is, could be family, friends, uh, fortune, fame, whatever that is. But everybody's not there. There's some people still in the valley. Some people still wandering through the wilderness, trying to figure it out. And while they're trying to figure it out, they need someone to come alongside them to tell them that trouble don't last always. Uh huh. Trouble don't last always. This is just a season that you're going through. And even in that encouragement, we need to be able to come alongside and encourage each other. Not from the simple fact of, you know, look at me, look at all the successes I've made and so on. And so forth. that's not what another man really needs to hear. Because a lot of times we we think we say we're encouraging people when we're when in actuality. We're really um, from another man's standpoint, we're really flaunting what we've accomplished. We're really flaunting our success. We're really flaunting, you know, the house we bought, the, the car we just bought, the new company or a corporation or contract we just landed. And we go, you know, it's, it's going to be okay, man. You know, uh, I mean, look at me, you know, I started off small, but look what it's come to me. And, you know, now I'm doing this and I'm doing that now. And I've got that contract and I've landed with that business. I have this executive, uh, uh, class and I've got this new office now, you know, look where I started. And what's happening is that is not what you call encouragement. That's gloating. And when you look at it from another person's perspective, think about the time when you were at your lowest point, when you were at the lowest point in your life, when you were going through that, um, that valley, or if you want to look at it as a Bible connotation, look at what about that red, that red sea situation that you were going through. Think about that wilderness situation that you were going through. Think about that desert situation that you were going through before you ended up where you are. Maybe you are the person I'm talking to. Maybe you are in a wilderness situation. Maybe you are in a forest or in the desert or you're in a very dry place in your life. 
Maybe you're going through a dry period, dry in your finances, dry in your relationship, dry in your marriage, dry in uh, your job. Maybe it's just a dry place. And if you're enough, if, if you're going through a dry place, it's very important that you listen to uh, what I'm saying to you. What I'm saying to you is, yes, I can sit there and tell you trouble don't last always. It's a season. Yes, it's a season. Yes, those of you that are listening, if you know somebody's going through a dry place, it's a season. You went through a season. You went through a dry place. You went through a struggling situation. There are times you didn't have health care. There are times where you were unemployed, where you were laid off. There are times you didn't always have a home. Sometimes we were homeless. Not just homeless in physical character, but we were homeless mentally. We were homeless with our heart. Our heart didn't have a home. We were homeless in relationship. We were surrounded by a bunch of people. We felt homeless. We didn't have a home. And many of you that are of my voice that are listening, maybe you're going through this homeless situation where you feel that you do not have a home. And someone needs to come alongside you and encourage you to let you know that it's a season. It's, it's, it's a season. Stay encouraged. Keep your head up. Somebody needs to come alongside you and tell you where you can get a home, where you can get a job, where you can build that relationship. For those of you that listen, maybe, you know, resources where people can go to uh, get counseling, to help deal with their marriage, to maybe be able to deal with their their teenage children that are they're trying to deal with. Maybe they've lost that relationship. And right now their heart is homeless. Their mind is homeless. Their finances are homeless. You know, many times we talk about that. All of us, you know, to at some point in time, we go through what is called a budget season where for some people there is no budge. It's just a jit. It's not a budget. It's just a jit. There's no budge because they don't have the resources to be able to budget. Resources aren't coming in and they're trying to figure out how can I keep this together? So when I'm at, when I'm talking to you is how do you want somebody to encourage you when you're in that position? So I want you to think about that for a minute. When you're sitting in your car and you're sitting in your nice, your comfy couch and things of that sort, there is somebody that I know, you know, maybe it's your work. Maybe it's a work a partnership. Maybe it's an associate on your job. Maybe it's a CEO or president. Maybe it's a treasurer. Maybe it's a secretary. Maybe it's just a, a door associate. Maybe it's the janitor. But, you know, somebody choir director, uh, maybe your pastor, you know, somebody that's going through a rough season. What are you willing to do? What are you willing to do? Are you really willing to work with them? Are you willing to encourage them? Are you willing to build them up? Or are you happy in your castle? Many times people don't have what they need because we're so busy in our castles, rearranging furniture, whatever that castle is to you. That castle could be your car, your job, whatever the case may be. But we're rearranging our castles. Meanwhile, there are other men that are struggling, trying to figure it out because many of us, not me, but many of us as men, many of us have figured it out. Many of us have said, "Okay, I won't make a mistake. 
stake again. I've been in the valley before. Um, I won't do that. I won't mess up my credit. I won't do this because we learn some stuff. But then we don't go back and share what we've learned because we don't want anybody to know where we came from. And that is not how you build character. That is not how you encourage other people. You really want to encourage people. You have to be very transparent and vocal and um, with what you have to say to them. You have to be able to be genuine and say, hey, I've been where you are. And this is what I had to do. I've been where you are. I've been homeless. I've been without love. I've been without a family. I've been without a home. I've had a repossession. I've gone through a divorce. I've gone through a separation. I've had children. I've lost a child or I haven't lost a child. I went through bankruptcy. I went through bad credit. But we are so focused on where we are that we forget where we came from. See, some people don't want to look back to where they came from because it's too painful for them. And I, I get it. I get it. But someone is relying on your story. Somebody's relying on your testimony. Somebody's relying on your success. But they want to hear about your failures. They want to hear it about some of your failed mistakes. They want to hear about some of the bad decisions you've made. They want to hear about the relationship that went south, maybe because you caused it. They want to hear about maybe there was a situation with you and your children that caused you to have a um, a breakup in uh, in a disconnect in your communicative processes. Maybe they want to hear about the time when you got fired because of uh, maybe a bad uh, situation. Maybe it's a bad part, uh, something on your part, or maybe it's lack of attendance on your part. Some people want to hear about that, not so they can talk about it. You know, I get it. There are some people that that won't share because, you know, once you share, you know, it's all in the news. It's on Facebook. It's on Twitter. It's on Instagram. I get it. But somebody's relying and wants to hear about people who are just real. Real in the sense that they, they hear about your success. They, they see you in the Porsche. They see how you've generated, you know, success through investments and real estate and things of that sort. But they want to know. What'd you go through before that? Was it was it something that was turned over? You know, was, was it with silver spoons? Uh, was it a business that was handed over to you from your parents? Or did you really have to struggle? Did you really have to grind? Were you a person that maybe didn't graduate high school and you really had to grind to get your GED? Or maybe you didn't get your GED. Maybe you didn't go back and get your high school diploma. Maybe you just kept on grinding to get to where you are. Maybe somebody needs to hear that because maybe they're going through the same thing. How can I be successful and I didn't finish this? And how can I be successful if I haven't, you know, I'm not getting a job here and I'm not getting a job. Someone needs to hear about your story. Someone wants to know that this too shall pass. Someone needs to know that life goes on after this. That there is success on the other side of this. I'm reminded plenty of times about Colonel Sanders. He was in his 70s before. He actually really, really, you know, when people really start knowing who he was. So it's never too late, people. It's never too late to be who God put you here to become. There's a lot of things that are down on the inside and we look at um, our struggles. We look at our difficulties. We look at our financial situations. We look at where we live or where we don't. We look at the car we drive or the car we don't drive. Uh, maybe we're taking a bus. Maybe uh, we're hitching rides in the morning. Maybe we're taking mass transit or whatever the case may be. 
and we're looking at all the other people that seem to be vacant in life and we wonder how they do it. And many of you men that are listening, some of you are making it, really making it. But there's plenty of us out there that are not making it. And they want to hear your heart. They want to hear your heart. They don't want to hear um, everything that you've accomplished in your life because this is who I am. Yeah, I'm, I've never had a rough life. They, they don't want to hear from somebody who, who've never been through nothing. People want to hear from other men who've gone through something, who's gone through, you know, financial disaster, gone through bankruptcy, credit issues, gone through the, maybe the housing market, especially of 2007, 2000 through basically 2009, when everybody was losing houses. I was a part of that. I lost two of them. It was a struggle. It was a struggle. And, you know, I've talked about that episode. If you've listened before, it said, you know, instead of being bitter, be better. Well, guess what? I was bitter. And that's why I can really talk about that episode, because I was bitter for a long time. I held a lot of hurt, a lot of hatred. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, that's a strong word with me. I, I, I held a lot of hatred because I, I held other people accountable for what failed for what didn't work. Yeah, I know it's bad housing market. There's a lot of things that could have been done differently. But there's some different moves that I could have made sooner. I took it hard. I took it hard. You know, and um, until this day, we still haven't gotten back into the housing market. So, yeah, I can I can talk about some stuff. So when you hear me talk about, you know, uh, instead of being bitter, be better. Um, I'm doing this because there are a lot of men out there who have been the way I was. There are a lot of men who hold uh, uh, bitterness and hatred, uh, maybe toward your spouse, toward your children, toward your previous employment, toward your jobs, maybe toward uh, other people. Um, And uh, it has caused a lot of setbacks. And yeah, you know, my bitterness caused me a lot of setbacks. And, you know, there's very few men who came alongside to encourage me to say, you know what? It's going to be all right, man. We're going to get through this together. Very few. Most of them was like, wow, man, that's that's cold blooded, you know. Hey, but check this out. You know, what I did was, you know, yeah, it was that. And many of you guys know exactly, you know, you have some friends like that. I know you do. And hopefully you're not one of them. But, yeah, I went through quite a bit of that. And so when I'm talking to you, man, I'm ta- not talking to you about something that um, anytime I'm talking about, you know, encouraging yourself to be to be better and not better. I'm, I'm not talking to you about something that I read, I'm talking about something that I've lived. When I talk about, you know, finances and stuff, I don't talk to you about stuff that I've read. I talk to you about stuff that I've lived. When I talk to you about education, I don't talk to you about stuff that uh, I've read. I've talked to you about stuff that I've lived. But yet and still in the midst of all the tragedies, bad decisions, mistakes, bad choices, um, lack of love, um, people turning their back on me. Maybe some people's turned their back on you. I'm still here. Yes, I'm still here. And not only am I still here, I'm here encouraging you. To let you know that life goes on after 
this, whatever this is in your life. Life goes on after this. You know, fortunate for me, I'm very faith based. And even in my faith base, there's been times when I said, you know, why me, Lord? I've had to ask God why. Sometimes the response is, why not you? <laughs> and I do believe there was such a time that I had to go through that so I can be able to do this. Because I could not encourage you if I hadn't ever been needing encouragement myself. And I do believe that many of you, you go through the situations that you go through because there's somebody that's relying on you. There's somebody that's relying on you. Waiting to hear what you have to say. Waiting to hear where you've been. The travels you've made, not the countries that you've been in, not all the travels as far as I've been, you know, I've been to Cuba, I've been to Nova Scotia, I've been to Sweden, I've been over to Germany, I've been over to Anchorage, Alaska. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. I've been to Fiji. No, no, no. The travels that you've been in life where you've had some ups and you've had some downs. People don't always want to hear about all your ups. Sometimes they want to hear about your downs, too, because they can appreciate your ups. And if you were to tell the truth, you couldn't appreciate your ups if you had never been down. Right, right, right. It's taken me a long time to realize and appreciate the good times in life because I've had some bad times. And it's in the bad times that you begin to appreciate the good times. A lot of times people aren't happy unless they're traveling, they're overseas and they're doing this and that and the other. But I've learned there's a whole lot of things that are right here in my state that I haven't even taken advantage of and done. Because I was trying to do and be oh, a bunch of other different things. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, going above and beyond. But for some people. Some people just want to make it. Some people want to go above and beyond just making it. Some people want to go even be above and beyond that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But there are people right now who want to hear from your heart. There are men who want to hear from your heart. And for those women that are actually listening to this broadcast, there are a lot of men out there who are leaders. And I've said this uh, many times before that they lead, but in their leading, they're bleeding. There's been a lot of leaders that are leading um, publicly, but they're bleeding privately. They're leading staff members, they're leading companies. They're leading their family, they're leading their children. But when the rubber meets the road, when they're in the car and the windows are rolled up and the music's playing, silently they're bleeding. Sometimes they come home, they're in the closet and they're bleeding. Sometimes it's behind closed doors. It's in the privacy of their mind that they're bleeding. Oh, they're great leaders publicly, but they have a problem privately. And some of you I know that are leaders, maybe you're leaders on your job, leaders in your church, leaders in your home. But maybe you're going through a bleeding process. And I'm here to let you know I'm with you. I'm here to let you know I'm with you. Encourage yourself. 
somebody who's under the sound of my voice. Maybe you're not bleeding right now. You're a great leader and you've gone through your bleeding process. I want you to grab somebody by the hand, grab somebody, put your arm around that brother, that guy, that coworker, and tell him that it's going to be okay. Let's talk about it. What can I do? How can I help you? How can I encourage you? How can I take, how can I bear your cross for a minute? You know, how can I free you up? Oh, yeah, I know there's some people that are takers out there. I, I know, I know, I know. I'm not talking to the takers. I'm talking to the givers, those who are givers. And if you're a giver, if you're a man out there and you are a giver, and you have the capacity to give, not necessarily financially, but be able to give of your heart, give of your time, and you can do it, by all means, find that brother. Find that someone. It doesn't, it doesn't matter race at all. We're not, this is not a race thing. This is a man thing. This is a, a male thing. Find that brother, that somebody that you can help, that you can walk alongside and just encourage him. Because after all, they need to be encouraged. All of us need encouragement. And if it was you, what kind of encouragement would you like? I plenty of times think to myself, if I was on the basketball field or uh, the basketball court, if you please, and um, my life is in chaos. Um, I'm playing basketball to take my mind off of my chaos. And somebody wanted to walk on the court and try to um, encourage me. I've often I've often asked myself, how would I like to be encouraged? And based upon that response, that's how I encourage others. Because I try to put myself in somebody else's shoes, not in my own. You know, um, I try to see it from their their lens, not from my lens. If I was homeless, if I was out without food, how would I want somebody to approach me? First of all, I'm not one to um, say all the time I need help. And, you know, there's many men who are going through a tough time and they have the pride, not, you know, and, and it's tough because they want to say I need help. But they have pride. Many of you, you have too much pride. There's nothing wrong with having pride to a point. But when you have pride to where you're willing to um, sink. And somebody's offering you a life raft and you say, no, nah, no, nah, I don't need no help, man. I can't swim, but I don't need no help. Somebody's not offering you a life raft to say, look what I did for him. Somebody's offering you a life raft to keep you from drowning. And oftentimes I think to myself, how would I want somebody to throw me the life raft? I wouldn't want anybody to throw me the real life raft and say, dude, you better grab this. Just look at what I'm doing for you, man. I'm just remember this day. This one. No, that's not what we're looking for. So if you're a person like that, you, you might as well just turn the broadcast off because it's not for you. But for real men who really need help, we want somebody to say, look, you're drowning, man. I know you don't want to ask the help, but I got the help and I'm willing to do this. No questions asked, no strings attached. You don't owe me nothing. And how you owe me is when you get to where you need to be, you reach back and help somebody else. That's a good O.
You know what I'm saying? That's what you want. You want somebody who's go, who's willing to do it because they love you. They genuinely love you. They really want what's best for your life. Not what they want, but they want what you want. And they're willing to help you get it or help you get get the resources that you need to get there. Because, you know, there's, as this saying goes, you've heard where somebody was uh, there drowning. You know, and they asked God, said, hey, send me, send me some help. Boat comes up. They go, nah, I'm good. They're almost drowning. Helicopter flies overhead. Nah, I'm good. You know, a few more people come come around and keep going, nah, nah, I'm good. And they keep on crying out, Lord, send me some help. God, send me some help. And God goes, look, I sent you a boat. I sent you a life raft. I sent you a helicopter. Such bit the the whole point of it is the way they wanted to be rescued. They wanted some grand thing. They wanted to be on the stage of this grandiosity, you know, to be rescued. And I'm saying to you, it's not how you rescue. The goal is to be rescued. The goal is to be encouraged. The goal is to be uplifted. The goal is to always get the help that you need. And if you're a man in the sound of my voice that needs to help, don't have so much pride to where you say, hey, I don't need it. Say I need the help. Raise your hand. Raise your both hands. And say I need the help. And if you're a man out there who has the help, man, give it to him. No strings attached. Help one. Each one help one. We talk about that our men, whether black, white, red, brown, purple, yellow, doesn't matter. We talk about our men are not who they should be. But a lot of times I blame our men. Because we talk about our men just like women talk about women. Sad, but we do it. And we shouldn't. And some of our men are not who they are because nobody stepped in to help them. We have fathers that have not, not been around. So some men are not the men that they need to be because a father wasn't in place to show that man how to be a man. And for those of us that are fully grown, it's our fault because we didn't take anybody under our wings. Cause all we cared about is me, myself and mine. Right. We just a lot of young fellas right now that are out there that need help. And then they think they got it. No, they, I mean, literally they think they got it. Like, you know, Yo, dog, I don't need no help. I know what I'm doing. You know they don't. But the goal is to be able to teach them. Help them along the way. Give them whatever it is that they need. Encourage them. Bless them. And before I close, Father God, I just ask that those that are listening right now, that you would continue to encourage them. For those who can help, we ask that you would give them a heart, a mind of service to help serve those that actually need the help, that you would just bless them. And if and when they do help those that need it, we ask that you would meet their need as well. And those that are going through this whole process, whether we're the person who can help or we need the help, we ask that you would encourage all of us. All of us collectively as men 
that we are better in our homes, that we are better on our jobs, that we're better in our communities, that we're better in the place of service that we give. And we just thank you for everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. And as always, be blessed.